people. What a blessing it is to always watch them sing and and uh, take part of the service. It's a very important thing that our young people are taught that. And I pray that the Lord will just continue to bless them and and they might come up. Turn that thing on. And they might come up and uh, taking taking a, a show of what you know the the elders do. And that's important that we do things right because they're watching what we do and what we transfer to them will be how they participate in the worship 15, 20, 25 years from now. So that's a reason why that I think it's so important for us to make sure we get it right. Amen. We need to, to show our children how important they are. And I believe it's a, it's, a, it's a sad church that cannot take time for the young people. It's a very sad church. As a matter of fact, uh, this coming Saturday, Lord willing, at 12 o'clock, we're going to be meeting at our home and having a, a youth outing for all that will come, which I know it's kind of a last-minute thing, but we just, uh, I, you know, we just feel like it's something that we need to do. And I pray that it'll be a blessing. You know, back years ago, we always held it in the first week of August. We've got away from that in the last couple of years, but we need to get back to doing that and then having our regular youth meetings and what have you. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. So that begins at 12 o'clock. And if you would, if you would like to come, I sure would appreciate it. It's, we're looking forward to it. Uh, just praying God's blessing. If you might have a side dish that you want to bring, we're going to be serving hot dogs and what have you. So <clears throat> I'll be at cooking, and you come, and you wear the cookout. That's a good thing. You know, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy doing that, and we're going to be making some uh, hot dogs on the grill and what have you. So you come and enjoy a good day of fellowship and a good day of fun. We have quite a few games uh, volleyball and some uh, yard darts and all kinds of other things. So you come and enjoy a good day of, of fun and fellowship and enjoy a good time around the Word of God. If you would, I'd like to invite you to turn your Bibles, first of all today, to Proverbs chapter 15. Proverbs in chapter 15. We also are going to be looking at Philippians in chapter 4. As we deal with this opening lesson on prayer, this is the doctrine of prayer. And again, I want you to remind you what doctrine is. Doctrine is simply a rule or principle that forms the basis of a belief. It is what we teach, and that's doctrine. It's something that is manifested uh, uh, to be carried on throughout generations. In Proverbs 15 and verse 8, the Bible says, The sacrifice of the wicked is abomination to the Lord. But the prayer of the upright is his delight. Now I go to Philippians, and again, you know, I've, I've always said that uh, I believe God wants to hear from his children. I believe God wants us to speak to him. And I want, I want you to realize that we've been given open access to the Heavenly Father, to the throne of grace. And it's something that we ought not to forget. 
Too many times I hear people who are who are at the end of the rope who never began to pray to begin with and maybe sometimes that's a reason why we we be, we get to the end of our rope because we never thought to pray first over our problems. In Philippians in chapter 4, the Bible says in verse 4 down through verse 7 here, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation or your, your patience, your gentleness be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. Now, now this here is a, a, a verse that teaches against the, the problem that so many have today, and that is just worry. Many times we ruin the joy and happiness of our lives because we are so consumed with worry. The Bible says, be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, again, Lord, tonight as we bow in your presence, we do thank you for the day that you've given us. Thank you for the good time of prayer that we've already had and for the ability to be able to have that prayer in thy very presence. Dear God, we thank you tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness, for your majesty. And yet, in all of thy majesty, you allow your children to come before you in the, in the very throne room. And Father, tonight we're thankful that we have the ability to pray. But dear God, we do not come before you with, a, with an arrogant attitude, but yet one... Father of humbleness, submissiveness, and one of thankfulness. I don't know where I'd be tonight, dear God, if I wasn't able to come before your throne. And I thank you for that privilege. I pray tonight in the time that we have here this evening that you will bless your word. Help thy children tonight, dear God, to glean from the passages. And from the teaching of prayer, Lord, help us to understand. Help us to know that we have an avenue to travel where we're never alone because you're always there. Your ears are always open to the prayers of your children. And Father, we thank you for that. We pray now that you bless our evening. Forgive us our sin in Jesus Christ's name. And amen. <clears throat> Emmanuel, our study tonight is dealing with our communicating with the true and the living God of all. An awesome concept, if I, if I can say it like that, just to think, you know, in this world there are so many religions that the regular person cannot even approach and, and it ain't even real. The God that they are praying to is not even alive or, or a tangible uh, understanding of Him. In some religions, it is, it is, a, it is even a, a taboo thing to even think that you can come to God. But I'm thankful tonight that in the God that we serve, the true and living God, the holy God of heaven, gives his children complete and full access into his very throne room. 
I also want us to remember again, when we're talking about the prayer of the saints of God, that the Lord has said that He hears our prayers. Listen, I've heard often, I've heard it said, you know, do you really think that your prayers are getting any higher than the ceiling? Well, by faith, I believe my prayers are going all the way to the very horns of, of the altar in heaven. By faith, I believe that. I believe that's a way we have to come to God. We have to come to Him in faith. We have to know that He hears us. We have to believe that He hears us. Listen, God's holy word directs us on the way that we can communicate with the Heavenly Father. The how we are to communicate with Him. The way we are to communicate with Him. And how often we can communicate with Him. We will, by the grace of God tonight, and His will bring this out in this message. And I know our time is already already away from us, but I want you to just listen to me tonight and, and pay attention to what we have that I, I believe that would enhance the prayer life of all of God's people. Why are we able to come before the heavenly throne of heaven? Why are we able to even approach the very holiness of God? The Bible teaches us that the reason why we're able to come is because of what Jesus Christ done for us on the cross of Calvary. In dying and shedding His blood, becoming our scapegoat, becoming our sacrifice, the Bible says He took His own blood and, and went before the very throne room of heaven into the very holy of holies, and there He applied His own blood upon the mercy seat in heaven. It is the very picture that Leviticus gives us and, and, and the book of Deuteronomy and, and, and the book of Numbers how, how Moses and Aaron and all these that performed these great duties, the high priest, what would he do? He would go in once a year. Once a year into the Holy of Holies and he didn't go there without the blood. You know what? The blood was the access into the Holy of Holies. It was the blood that made the difference. It was the blood that gave that one man the ability to come into the holiness of God. I thank God tonight that the reason why that all of us as His children can now come before God because Jesus Christ has entered into the Holy of Holies and there He has applied His blood giving you and me access into the very throne room of God. It's all because of Jesus Christ and His finished work at Calvary. Jesus Christ became our sacrificial lamb, the actual blood offering which gives us the ability to come into the very presence of the Almighty. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, if you'll go there for just a moment, at chapter 4, Hebrews in chapter 4, now look at this and, and get a hold of it because I think it's so important for you to realize that you have the ability to come into the very presence of the Almighty. And we do not come into the presence of God in a, in a, in a slangful way. You know, I've heard men stand and just, and, and just kind of blurt out God this and God that. Listen, I don't believe God's pleased with that. I believe you need to, you need to follow what the, the, the model prayer says. 
hallowed be thy name. In other words, what we need to do is realize that he is the holy of holies. He is the great I am. He is the majesty of heaven. And we need to recognize that in our prayer life if we're going to get our prayers off of the ground and into the heaven of heavens. Hebrews 4 and 14 The Bible says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the filling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Listen, I want you to realize that the Bible says that we can approach the very throne room of God because of what Jesus Christ done at Calvary. In Matthew chapter 27, when Jesus Christ gave up the ghost, when he said, tell us die, tell us die. When he said, it is finished, it is finished. Bible says he gave up the ghost and the, and the temple bell was rent from top to bottom. It was, it was signifying that God was satisfied with the sacrificial death of his son Jesus Christ on our behalves. Therefore, the temple bell was rent from top to bottom signifying again that God was well pleased and that gave us access into the very presence of the Almighty. No longer do we need the earthly priest to go in once a year to pay our, to, to, to make a sacrificial offering for our sins. Jesus Christ done that once and for all. No longer do we have to rely upon one man. Listen, that one man, all he could do was roll back the, the, the sin, so to speak, and, and all he was doing was pointing to the one who's going to come and take away our sins forever, giving us full access into the throne of God. Leviticus and the book of Exodus both teach us about what the high priest done, the holy priest. He would, he would come in and he would, again, if you remember when we were doing the the study on the garments of the priest, how he had those bells around his skirt of his, of his robe. And, and as long as those bells were ringing, listen, the people knew that God was accepting the sacrificial offering. If there ever came a time when those bells ceased to ring, they knew that God was dissatisfied. But you know what? According to God's word, that was always a, that was always a, a receivable offering because it pointed to the one who was going to come. The one who was going to give us full access into the very throne room of God. Listen, the reason why tonight that you have full access is because of what Jesus Christ done for you at Calvary. Now secondly, how are we to communicate with the everlasting God? I believe the Bible says we're supposed to come to Him humbly. We're supposed to come to Him respectfully. You know, today, is, as, as I said a moment ago, you hear people sometimes, uh, uh, they'll stand up and they'll, Oh, God this or God that. Listen, I believe God says you, you need to respect me for who I am and what I am. That's the reason why Jesus Christ stood as He gave the model prayer and He said, Hallowed be thy name. In other words, you're supposed to recognize the name of God as being a very special name. 
The Jew wouldn't even write the name down. They wouldn't even speak the name Yahweh because they knew how respectful it's supposed to be. It was not something ordinary. It was special. When you come to Him in prayer, you need to realize you're, you're in a special place. You're talking to a special God. Matter of fact, He's the only true and living God. He's the God who does hear. All the other gods of the world have ears, but they don't hear. They have mouths, but they don't speak. They have eyes, but they don't see. The living God of heaven sees and He hears. And I'm thankful for that tonight. But you know, the boldness that we spoke of in Hebrews chapter 4 does not relinquish our duty to recognize His sovereignty, His majesty, and His holiness. In Luke chapter 11, the Bible says something here that I want you to get a hold of. In Luke chapter 11, in verses 1 down through verse 4, the Bible says, And it came to pass that as He was praying in a certain place, when He ceased one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When you pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven. Now, he's not telling you to repeat this prayer verbatim. He's saying, I want you to recognize where your heavenly Father is. He's in heaven. He's not on the ground. He's not, on, he's not made with hands of man. He's in the very portals of heaven today. And he's saying you need to recognize that. That's the reason why that when I pray, and I heard a lot of our young boys even praying here tonight, were saying our heavenly Father. You know why? Because they recognize that's where he's at. That's the model prayer. That's the way the model prayer is. Our Father which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. You know, that's the reason why tonight that when you come before the Lord praying, the first thing you need to do instead of blurting out what you want and everything that you need, you ought to just thank Him for what He is and who He is. You ought to recognize His holiness. Hallowed be thy name. Greatness. That's who you're talking to tonight. Hallowed be thy name. That word hallowed in the Greek means to sanctify, sanctify His name. To make sure that name is set apart. It's a special name. It's a holy name. When one blurts out without regarding His majesty, that person is jeopardizing his own prayer life. And perhaps his own well-being. We are to humble ourselves when we talk to God in, a, in, in prayer. Is that not what 2 Chronicles 7.14 teaches us? When my people, which are called by my name, shall what? Humble themselves. That's when God's going to hear from heaven. When we recognize who we are and what He is. We're just sinners saved by grace. You know, so often you see people that they, they almost act like, a, you know, they deserve to be saved or, 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 or something like that. Listen, I want you to know something. I know tonight that I didn't deserve to be saved and I still stand amazed that God still saved my soul and put me in the ministry to begin with. I still stand amazed because of what I am and what I was. He said, hallowed be thy name. Recognize His holiness. You want to see your prayers answered. 
You want to see your prayers come before the very altar and the horns of the altar of heaven. Listen, you've got to recognize the holiness of God. You've got to get a hold of the horns of the altar and realize that the God of heaven is holy. He's holy. Listen tonight. Who are we? I mean, really, when you, when you stop and just think about who are we? I mean, who are we anyhow to, to have the access that we have? The only thing you can come up with is not anything that we are or what we have done. It has to be all of God's grace. That's the reason why that when we come before the throne of God, listen, we ought to recognize His grace. We ought to recognize His grace in our lives. We ought to know that had it not been for God's grace, which none of us deserved, grace is the unmerited favor that not a one of us deserved to get. But praise be unto God, He gave it to us anyhow. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Recognize, recognize His majesty when you start to pray. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father. That's a way that I believe we ought to pray. Recognizing and realizing that we need to be humble when we come before Him. You know, I've heard men say, well, listen, we've got full access. We can come boldly as we want. I believe you got the wrong picture there of the boldness that we're supposed to have. What it is is just this. Listen, we don't have to cower behind a tree somewhere and try to talk to God. God's there for us. And what he's saying is, listen, I, you've got free access. Come unto me. It's like when you know that you've done something wrong when you was growing up. Man, I hated to face my dad. I hated for my dad to get in from work because I knew that he was going to find out that I had disobeyed him and I had went against what he said and I had hurt his feelings. That was the worst punishment I believe I could ever get, knowing that I hurt my parents. That's the worst punishment. I mean, whippings. Oh, man, you can get over them pretty quick, can't you? But it's the knowing that you've broken a heart. You know, that's when I think that in our prayer lives, we know we're sinners. God knows we're sinners. Listen, we need to come before Him in humility. We need to come before Him realizing that. Now, lastly tonight, how often are we to communicate with the Lord of heaven? The Bible says that we're to pray continually. Pray continually. Now, I know that there's times in your life when you're doing something that you can't close your eyes, but you have a mind of prayer. You know what I would do on the way to work every morning? I would start at Grayson and I would, I would quit praying when I got to the refinery. Half an hour trip and I would pray all the way. 
Every day I prayed. That's when I talked to the Lord. After I started pastoring, that's the first thing I that's the first thing I done every morning. I prayed all the way to the refinery. And I prayed for this church. I prayed for the people in this body. It gave me time to talk to the Lord. Now there's other times when I when I actually do exactly what the prayer posture is. I fall prostrate. In other words, I would I would come up here and I'm, I'm, I would come up here and I would I would lay down here upon this pulpit area and I would stretch out my arms and I would pray, God, forgive me. Help me, dear God, do this or do that. Listen, I want you to know tonight that that's the way we're supposed to be. We're supposed to always be in an attitude of prayer. Acts chapter 6 and verse 4 says the people of God were continually in prayer. In other words, they were to be ready in prayer. They were to give attention to prayer. They were to be faithful to prayer and they were to spend much time in prayer. That's what the Greek word uh, uh, for continually means. Listen, we are to always have a mind of prayer, amen? God said men ought to always pray and never to faint. In other words, before you give up on life, listen, say a prayer. Before you give in to your problem, listen, Say a prayer, amen. Say a prayer to God. And he'll bless you. We're to always have that mind of prayer. In every situation, we're to be a praying people. Romans 12 and 12, uh, the latter part of that verse says, continuing instant in prayer. 1 Thessalonians five seventeen says, pray without ceasing. Now what that means is simply, you know, it's not like the Jew will take the word today and they're always walking around, they have their prayer boxes on their hands and the ribbons wrapped around their heads and they're always walking around like this, you know. That's not what the Bible's talking about. The Bible says, when it says here to pray without ceasing, it means to have an attitude of prayer all day, every day. In other words, Every time you think about it, you need to be a thanking God for something because He's done so much for you. You need to be thanking God for something. You need to be praying God and asking Him for something. Maybe you need deliverance. Maybe you need healing. Maybe you need something special in your life. Listen, men ought not to faint. They ought to pray. They ought to pray and always be a praying. How, how good, men, would your married life be if you never spoke to your wife? Or what if you just, you know, this once a week thing? You know, uh, what if you would just, now you ladies, <laughs> don't go to grin and that ain't going to happen, I don't think. But think about it. What would your life be, what would your marriage be like if you only spoke once a week? What would it be like if you only, I, I mean, if, if the only thing that was ever said was, I want, I want, I want, what kind of prayer life would you have? What kind of married life would you have if that's all you heard? I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. Listen, you know what God likes? God likes to communicate. He likes communication. Just like you do. You know, I, you know, <laughs> I'm about to get in trouble. 
But one thing that I believe that a, that a wife says that she wants more than anything, and that's communication. You're going to agree with me. That's one thing that, that your wife needs is communication. You know what? I believe that's the one thing that God wants with His children. Just communicate. Just, just talk back and forth. It's not, it's not always what you want, but it's sometimes it's just a conversation. Sometimes it's just a conversation. You know, sometimes all we need to do is to be able to talk to God and just sit and thank Him for all He's done for us. You know, that's one of the, that's one of the first things I do every morning when I come out on the porch right just before daybreak. And the first thing that begins to first wake up is the cardinal. It's the first bird that begins to to bring forth. And I believe what he's doing, he's waking up the rest of the creation and saying, hey, it's time to praise God. By daybreak, that's all you hear, songbirds and and everything else. Listen, I want you to know something. Sometimes all you got to do is say, thank you, Lord, for a beautiful morning. Thank you, Lord, for, for, for allowing me to hear your creation come to life. Sometimes that's all you got to do to feel that closeness. It's just like, uh, again, our lives. It's just like our lives. Sometimes all we need to do is just say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Pray without ceasing. Be instant in prayer. In other words, have that time alone with God every day. And every time a problem comes in your life, the first thing you need to do is not worry about it, but pray over it. Lord, what will you have me to do? God, help us to learn how to pray in a way that God will bless. Let's all stand for